0: uh, well, again, happy Easter and welcome. I know a few more folks have joined us, and so again, welcome. We're so glad that you're here this morning. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran.
2: I'm Lisa Sampson, director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. And
0: Jeremy Holquist, intern pastor.
1: And I'm Taylor Quinn, the director of music ministry and worship. I'm glad you're here.
0: Yes, we couldn't be happier to be celebrating Easter here together this morning. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ Christ is risen indeed. Indeed. Yes, all right. You guys are ready. I was was seeing if you were maybe sleeping on it, see if you'd be ready. If we had Uh, horns, we'd honk. (laughs) Yes. We had a little bit of honking outside earlier this morning. Uh, and so uh, it is great to be gathered. We have a prayer of the day here that kind of sets the, 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 the mood, the theme for this morning, as well as some poems. All through the season of Lent, we've been sharing some of the poetry of Mary Oliver, and we have a couple of her poems this morning that go along with the Easter reading, as well as then the sermon as well. And so uh, let's uh, dive into this prayer of the day. I invite you to join me in praying this prayer. Let us pray. Risen and rising God, Help us dare to pray, dare to rise, dare to be a blazing lily this morning and every morning. Alleluia. Amen. Amen. Well, we are uh, happy to share some of the poetry of Mary Oliver that we have been celebrating and enjoying all throughout this season of Lent. And we have two poems from her this morning. The first one we'll share is "Morning," And so uh, here is our poem from Mary Oliver.
1: Every morning, the world is created. Under the orange sticks of the sun, the heaped ashes of the night turn into leaves again and fasten themselves to the high branches, and the ponds appear like black cloth on which are painted islands of summer lilies. If it is your nature to be happy, you will swim away along the soft trails for hours, your imagination alighting everywhere. And if your spirit carries within it the thorn that is heavier than lead, if it's all you can do to keep on trudging, there is still somewhere deep within you beast shouting that the earth is exactly what it wanted. Each pond with its blazing lilies is a prayer heard and answered lavishly every morning, whether or not you have ever dared to be happy, whether or not you have ever dared to pray.
0: Well, thank you, Taylor. And if that's a poem you'd like to hear again, we've said this all throughout, if you know the title and you just Google the title of that poem, you can often find someone reading it or else the the actual text. And so that one is called Morning Poem. And these are, again, the poems of Mary Oliver. So if you Google Morning morning Poem, uh, you'll find that one. Well, we're gonna continue with our scripture reading, the Easter story, and uh, who's our reader for this morning, Taylor? Larry Cook. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so we'll turn it over to Larry to read our scripture reading.
3: The scripture this morning is from Mark, chapter 16, verses one through eight. The resurrection of Jesus is announced, and the response is one of terror and amazement. As he entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples that he is gone ahead of them to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for the terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid.
0: Well, thank you, Larry, for reading for us. And as we said, we have one more poem that we're going to share this morning. This one is called Swan, uh, simply entitled Swan by Mary Oliver.
2: Did you see it drifting all night on the Black River? Did you see it in the morning rising into the silvery air, an armful of white blossoms, a perfect commotion of silk and linen as it leaned into the bondage of its wings, a snowbank, a bank of lilies, biting the air with its black beak? Did you hear it fluting and whistling a shrill dark music like the rain pelting the trees, like a waterfall knifing down the black ledges? and did you see it finally just under the clouds a white cross streaming across the sky its feet like black leaves its wings like the stretching light of the river and did you feel it in your heart how it pertained to everything and have you too finally figured out what beauty is for and have you changed your life
0: poetry of Mary Oliver all through the season of Lent and uh, this Easter morning as well and so I hope it's a blessing to you as well. Uh, well, We're going to continue with a backwards sermon which I can say because I did it and that is the theme. Uh, It is a backwards sermon indeed and uh, reflects on the backwards blessings of this year right along with the challenges so uh, we'll uh, continue with the sermon and then come back together around the table. Well, Happy Easter. I want you to do something for me. Go ahead and cross your arms, okay? Some of you maybe are already bored with the service. You're already crossing your arms. You're ahead of the game, Uh, but cross your arms for me. Okay, now I want you to go ahead and cross them the other way with the other arm on top of that, okay? I'm asking you to cross your arms backwards for me because this has been a backwards year, hasn't it? I mean, your arms feel kind of weird being crossed backwards, but keep holding it for me because I think the weirdness that you're feeling is so like the backwards year that we've had. So many things have been backwards, Uh, working from home, wearing masks, not eating out, Zoom meetings, not visiting family, distance learning, staycations, church online, the list goes on and on and on. Okay, 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 you can uncross your arms, do whatever you want with them. (laughs) Well, like, did you even know that you have a preference for the way that you cross your arms? Our minds get pretty set on what we like and what we don't, and then sometimes, We get forced into challenging our preferences. Some of the backwards things that we've been forced into this year, I've loved. Time at home with family, you know, movie nights and walks and more cooking from scratch and healthier food. That's been great. And then some of the things have been more challenging. When my son Teddy was doing distance learning at home, I was trying to work from home and it was tough. He had his work, I had my work. He had his video calls, I had my video calls. And we were just together all the time. It was a lot of together time. And so when in January, he got to go back to in-person school, I said, hallelujah, whoop, whoop, it's party time. And then wouldn't you know that first week that he was back at school i kind of missed him i missed having lunch together every day i missed our little breaks to play mario kart on nintendo and i just missed being with him all day some of these backwards things that we've been forced into this past year are things that we'll miss some are things that we'll want to hold on to that we should hold on to and then some we'll be letting go backwards isn't always bad. In fact, I happen to think we have a backwards God who constantly calls and challenges us to look at the world differently. And if you don't think that we have a backwards God, I hate to break it to you, but it's Easter. And Easter is the day when we celebrate Jesus being raised from the dead. It doesn't get much more backwards than that. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. I borrowed this bike from my friend, Pastor Hans Dahl, who's a pastor at Calvary Lutheran in Alexandria. It's a pretty nice bike, right? It's a pretty normal, typical bike, except for one big difference. This is a backwards bike, meaning when you turn the handlebars this way, the wheel goes that way, and when you turn them this way, they go that way. It's a backwards bike. Well, changing that one little thing on a bike won't make that big of a difference, right? <laughs> well, we actually invited some of our confirmation and high school youth to come to the church a few weeks ago and to give the backwards bike a try. I told them that I would give anyone $50 if they could ride the backwards bike 15 feet without touching the ground with their feet. And well, it turned out to be a little harder than they thought. Everyone here knows how to ride a bike, but it turns out change one little thing and ooh. <laughs> Maybe not, because riding a bike is actually a pretty complex thing. Of course, you have to balance, you have to put downward pressure on one pedal at a time, and then you have to gradually hold the pressure on the handlebars so that the wheel doesn't jerk to one side, (laughs) like that. driving by are thinking, what's up with all these kids that can't ride a bike? don't give up ready? You know, I tried it myself as well, and no luck. Okay, I did very- Well, after an hour of kids and parents trying, No one claimed that $50. (laughs) See, the idea of the backwards bike, it came from a YouTuber named Destin Sandlin, who has a YouTube channel called Smarter Every Day. And what he wondered was if he could train himself to ride this backwards bike. And so he shares that at first, he looked just like us, bad, right? It took a lot of practice. Day after day, he tried and it actually took him eight months to learn how to ride the backwards bike because, of course, he wasn't just learning to do something new. He was unlearning something that he had had done almost his whole life. After he had learned how to ride the backwards bike, finally after that eight months, he started wondering a little more and he wondered if maybe his five-year-old son could do it. His five-year-old son had just learned how to ride a normal bike and so he wondered, would it be easier for him or harder for him to learn? So he made a kid-sized backwards bike, he challenged his son, and you know what? His son learned how to ride the backwards bike in two weeks. Destin explains that our brains create these algorithms to help us make sense of the world around us and to learn how to do new things. Riding a bike is a very complex algorithm, but it's one that was formed in most of our brains years and years and years ago, like when we were kids and first learned to ride a bike. And the older we become, the more hardwired our brains become as we develop what scientists call cognitive bias. So for me, after almost 40 years, I've known how to ride a bike almost my whole life, and not to brag, but like, I don't hardly ever fall off anymore. But if you change just one component of that algorithm, like make the wheels backwards, my brain can't process it because I have developed some serious cognitive bias. Young people have more neuroplasticity, they don't have those rigid biases that we do, and that's why they're better at learning things. We all know this about kids, right? It's easier for kids to learn things than it is for us old adults. <laughs> well, Destin Sandlin, it's a good example. He had ridden a bike for 40 years when he learned how to ride the backwards bike, so it took him eight months. His five-year-old son had only been riding bike for about a year, and so his brain had more neuroplasticity, and it took him two weeks to learn the backwards bike. Well, that's a nice science lesson, but so what, right? (laughs) Well, I happen to think that this backwards bike and the lesson about the strength and the importance of neuroplasticity, that is, our ability to be flexible and try and learn new things, I think it's key to life, and in particular, our life of faith. You know, when Jesus is asked about what faith looks like, he says, you must have the faith of a child. child has neuroplasticity. Kids don't carry with them all those rigid biases that we have. You know when some grown-ups later will ask Jesus for more faith he'll say to them if you had faith the size of a mustard seed you would know that the impossible is possible bigger isn't always better older isn't always wiser and the way we've always done it isn't the only way or even always the best way Our brains form these cognitive biases to convince us that what we know is always right and it's the only way, whether that's how to ride a bike, whether that's what church should look like, or what happens when someone dies. And Easter and the resurrection disrupts our cognitive biases. And in fact, this whole entire last year has been an embodiment of that disruption. But hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. This is good news because death does not get the last word, but in fact, God is always bringing about new life. This year we learned that the church is not a building, but it's a people. You know, a year ago, the cognitive bias in my brain told me that a church couldn't exist or continue by only meeting online or in the church parking lot sometimes. And for a year, no way. But thank goodness I was wrong and God's vision and faithfulness was way bigger than my little imagination. And while I know online worship hasn't worked for everyone, for me, it has been a touchstone of my pandemic experience, and I can't imagine this last year without this online connection with all of you. We learned the importance of connecting and checking in with each other, whether that happens over the phone, in video calls, or even in the comment section. As a church, we have a community care team that has been calling and checking in on members, but. More organically, I hear story after story of people caring for each other. So keep up the good work, folks. No matter how alone and isolated we felt, we're not alone. Let's keep reminding each other of that. In this backwards year we knew that people would be hurting financially and so as a church we partnered with a couple of girl scouts emma anderson who's a member here and her friend lily beaudry and they built a blessing box it's a little mini food pantry that's located outside the church where people needing food can come 24 7 and take what they need we also stepped up our support to care community aid elk river our local food shelf that does so much more than provide food in 2020, as a church, we gave over $15,000. And so far in this year, we're only three months in, but we've given almost $7,000 to support their work. Volunteers from the church are starting to go back there. And you know, while we have always supported care, this past year moved us to give many times what we had ever given before. So well done, folks. As people of faith, we have this backwards idea that blessings are only a blessing if you share them. And so we practice generosity. Your generous financial support has allowed us to help people and we've been able to not only maintain the church during this backwards year, but to actually extend our reach. We're gearing up now for more in-person outdoor worship services and other experiences this summer, while we're also upgrading our technology so that we can continue to connect with our online church community. So thank you for your generosity. You all are a backwards church, and I love it. In this backwards year, we've all learned to find and worship God, not just in a church. And the story of Easter is the story of a God who is with us through it all. We have a God who follows us and carries us through the darkest of times. Christ went to the cross and laid in a tomb, but hallelujah, Christ is risen because God is always carrying us from the darkness of death into the resurrection of new life. Can I get an amen? It's kind of a backwards idea, (laughs) and so I actually have a backwards challenge for you, all right? I have a thank you card for each of you here. grown ups kids, everyone, I want to give it to you because I am thankful for you, but it's a backwards challenge. It's backwards because I want to give it to you for you to write on and give it to someone else. This Easter, we're inviting you to participate in our first generosity project. We printed a few hundred custom Powered by Love thank you cards. And so we want to invite you to think of someone that you would like to thank, write them a little handwritten note on that card, and inside the card we have also put a $7.50 caribou coffee gift card. Now that's enough to get a little coffee and a cookie or a big old fancy chocolate covered strawberry mocha cooler, you know, whatever they're into. And so we're just going to blanket this community with love and gratitude. Now online folks, uh, we want to send one to you too, so get us your address, you can fill out the connection form, you can message us or email us and we'll send you one. Maybe you want to thank your mailman, or a teacher, or a grocery store clerk, or a neighbor. This might be someone you know very well, or an acquaintance, or even a total stranger. Whoever comes to mind that you would like to thank, thank them. Write them a note and say thank you. We're gonna meet this challenging year with generosity. We're gonna meet the isolation of this year with connection. This backwards year has brought with it a lot of death, literal death, and then just so much pain and isolation. But at Easter, we celebrate that from death comes resurrection, and so we also thank God for the backwards blessings of this year and the new life that has sprung up and is springing up all around us. I mean, Backwards Church, this Easter, as we prepare to move into this post-pandemic world, let's hold tight to the learnings and the blessings of this last year. Let's hold on to that flexibility, that neuroplasticity. Let's hold on to the openness to seeing what God might have in store for us. And folks, let's just hold on, because no matter how backwards life may seem, God is not done with us yet. That is the message of Easter. Thanks be to God. God is not done with us yet. Amen. Hey, sorry oh, about hi. that. Oh, uh, hi. Welcome. Yeah. That was a really weird thing <laughs> that just happened, and uh, I don't know where it went, but we're hey, back. we're back. we so, uh, What you missed Ooh, was, look, was Taylor up up was through. riding the backwards bike just in circles up and that See? was really good. Yeah. No, uh, the backwards my bike, pocket. yeah, it really is as hard to ride as the kids and parents made it look. It's it's near impossible unless you spend months learning how to do it it's why eight so. months but you
1: said his was it his son yeah five Did, years old in two, two weeks, weeks two weeks in yep. two weeks yeah i I've, I've been thinking about this and one of the one of the things during this pandemic is i have been so so mental plasticity is just it's plasticity it's not concrete so even if you're older you still have a plasticity. Yeah. I have been really impressed with our, the, the older demographic of our congregation and being able to connect with us yeah. on Facebook and Zoom. This, that has been such a yes. wonderful thing to witness because so many, you know, when you're older, and I'm getting to that point because I got to, you know, take off my glasses and look at things. We, we think that we can no longer process things or, or change things, but yeah. this pandemic has taught us that we can. It just takes a little bit more time.
0: Sometimes we just you need know? to be forced into it. And, yeah. Uh, you know,
1: like and that has been so impressive, it. though. Yeah. You know, and I am I, I, coming out of this pandemic so encouraged and really realizing that, yes, you did it. <laughs> yeah. and we, we're happy about it. You know what I mean? And yes, just absolutely. the fact that you're on with us is, is wonderful. Yeah. You know,
0: if that's, I'd love to invite you all into the conversation and share what have been some of the backwards things from this last year that you have experienced. Maybe they are on the the dark and death kind of side of things that you just assume leave behind, or what are some of those joys, kind of the happy things that you were forced into that were maybe you know produced blessings in new life that you weren't really anticipating or expecting, but because you got forced into it. I mean, I think the technology thing is a perfect mm-hmm. thing. You know, we. Uh, all all of us have been forced into technology in new ways that oh, yeah. you know um, shoved. You know there was big parts of my brain that said you know maybe we just don't do this. we just? Like that's just not right, you know. Right. And okay, stick with it, figure it out. We'll get this. And and you all have done the same, like Tara said. Well, thing. shoot, it
1: was just what a couple weeks ago you said to me. I don't want to learn another new thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I meant it. Um, but we are learning
4: stuff. Yeah, yep, yeah, we got pushed into this. <laughs> well, it's crazy to think. Like, I think your your illustration of, of Teddy and homeschooling like yeah. that's something I never dreamed I would ever mm. want to do. I am not that gifted with my kids when it comes to stuff like that. And so, like, being thrust into that space, I learned a lot about my own capacities as well as my kids. Mm -hmm. And now I almost miss it now that Weston's back in school. Like, this Mm -hmm. different feeling.
0: And I think that's some, you know, there's been so many times during this pandemic where, like, I've tried to hold on to and say, like, I know I will miss this someday. You know, and it's, I have little kids too. So we have a baby. So I mean, the babies are full of examples of that. Like it only lasts a little time. And part of you is like, thank goodness it only lasts a little time. But then also it's like, it goes fast. Like this yeah. is the time I can hold him and rock him. And you know, at two in the morning that doesn't seem like an awesome blessing because you're tired, Just want I just want to sleep through the night, but those times are limited. And that's this whole pandemic thing, you know, oh, like, you know, life's going to start getting back to something closer to that normal. And so what are those things that we're going to want to hold on to? What are the things that we're just going to happily let go? Mm-hmm.
2: I think I went from a very, very busy, busy lifestyle, going to school full-time, mm-hmm. working full-time, and then I was go, 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 and then pandemic hit, and I had to slow down, and then I graduated, and then it was like, okay, now what do I do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> and so you I got really to spend a down. lot of time with myself, which yeah. has been really good, mm-hmm. and it has changed me and um, I hope for the better. Um, But it's really been fun just this morning, seeing people out in the parking Mm -hmm. lot and out walking around talking, I realized how much I miss everybody. You know I miss? I'm a people person. That was me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a people person.
1: That's not a backwards thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy like,
4: and I love the idea of what it's changed within us, but I think that it's the forcing nature of the pandemic has brought this idea of how deep relationship is and how important that is. And I think this whole idea that Jesus really steps in to distru- disrupt our busyness in order to bring us back together. I think yeah. that's something that, as I was listening to your sermon as well as conversations, I think that's so important that we've all been bound together in new ways. Yeah, um, And we've mm-hmm. learned how to, to find new ways to connect, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, depends on your personality type. You've, you've learned how to pick up the phone, which we, most people don't do, or send extra emails or letters or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's something unique and beautiful about what's come out of that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we talked about what the Holy Spirit is doing in our midst a year ago. We started that. What is the Holy Spirit doing? And, and now um, we've been living it. Yeah. And it's really kind of cool to see all these good things that have bubbled up um, that will change us.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, and I think, we, you know, from the faith component, and the experience of God, I think so many of us for so long, you know, for good or ill, like if we were probably pressed theologically, you know, I wouldn't say, like, Oh, my spirituality is based in that one hour a week I go to church. But in reality, you know, like that was kind of the focal point. And now all of a sudden we couldn't go to this one place that, yeah. that you know, is the focus of faith. It's like, okay, well, where else can we experience God in the world? How do we worship on the couch you know in the kitchen you know outside you know and and that you know i think mary oliver's poetry has given some great voice to how we experience and find god in nature and creation okay. and wherever we are it's beautiful mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, i think taylor you said something about mary oliver's um, hated being indoors mm-hmm. and just a sense of like we learn creation when we are are forced to experience it in new ways and i think that idea of exploring and understanding and and seeing the world with a new lens is super incredible. Mm-hmm. I love that that from her poetry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if you get a chance, look up uh, like her interview with Krista Tippett from On Being. It just it is so nice and Krista does such a great job interviewing. Um she would not survive in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Oliver cuz she hates indoors. Like sure, she sure. can't stand yeah. it. So I think she lived she's now living in Florida. No, she passed away she she yep. went during this interview she had moved to florida okay. from another warm climate really cause, sure because then you could be outside
0: all year long That's you perfect be
1: outside yeah. all year
2: long you just have to dress it's the bundle longer. up very
0: well oh my right. gosh yeah yep.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm really excited that the church council had kind of worked with this idea too to do the thank you cards and this is where again we want to invite you all into this generosity project where uh you know if you are here in Elk River, I think we'll have some available in the church office. The offices are closed on Monday, but then starting Tuesday, uh, you'd be able to check in at the church office and pick one up or else we would be thrilled to send you one. These thank you cards that um, you'll know, have a little thank you for going the extra mile during an extraordinary year on the front. And on the inside, just a simple message. Enjoy a special treat on us with thanks, your friends downtown at Elk River Lutheran Church okay. and lots of space to write a little thank you note. And then again, the $7 Fifty-cent caribou card to get your, you know, big old fancy coffee drink or coffee and a cookie, whatever your fancy is, and uh, we would love for you to get one of these. Think of someone to thank and send them that thank you. Uh, Put that gratitude into action. I just love that idea. And then we want to share these stories of who do we thank? And um, I'm excited to hear how we kind of just, like I said in the sermon, blanket this community and not just our Elk River community, because we know some of you are a ways away, Mm -hmm. but blanket this community in the world with gratitude. It's just a beautiful thing so how do we get how do we get those well Taylor you can contact us in any way you know how and get us your address um, in the Facebook link um, and on our website, you can find the connection form. Uh, that would be one way that you can fill out and, uh, you know, share your address. And it's a secure and easily secure way. Otherwise, if you message us through Facebook or email us through the website anyway, you get a message to us. Let us know and we'll get one in the mail out to you uh, as soon as we can this week. So, yeah, yeah. I
2: love
1: that. That's a backwards thing it yep. is a backwards thing that'd Love be it.
2: fun to give, give,
0: give to give away
1: absolutely
4: yeah. the second yeah. way they can come and get it is if you join us at 11 o'clock yeah for our oh, online yeah.
2: service we've got some here yep and we'll just hand them to you
0: yep we'll be handing them out at 11 o'clock for another outdoor service and so you know it is it's been a backwards year and so many of you have been with us on this journey for so long all throughout this backwards year and we just can't thank you enough for this experience i said it in the sermon i really mean it. i mean this online worship experience has really been a touchstone for me um mm-hmm. through this pandemic it's just the connections and seeing your names and the comments and just having this connection together has been truly life-giving in a backwards way that i couldn't have anticipated a year ago right <laughs> that we'd still be doing this that that it would be so life-giving and so thank you for doing that. And uh, by all means, let's share that love and gratitude uh, through this generosity project. So let us know and we will get you one uh, happily and think of someone you'd like to thank. So yeah.
1: Don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.